0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Deadline's new Hollywood podcast. I am Dino Ray Ramos
2: and I'm Amanda Nduca
0: and today's guest is Keala Settle from The Greatest Showman, Mm -hmm. The Musical, which is a serious awards contender for the best song because the song This Is Me just won. For best song at the Golden Globes. Yeah,
2: and I mean, and if you've heard the song or if you've seen the movie, you can't really miss how the message of it is really can really resonate with what's going on today, right? Yeah, it's yeah. About, it's about giving a voice to the voiceless and people taking a stand for themselves.
0: It's about kind of celebrating being different mm-hmm. and uh, celebrating. I don't want to say celebrating our flaws, but it's c- that's like the flaws are what makes us. It is so, honestly. Yeah.
2: You, I think that's the right phrase to put. It's yeah. about celebrating your fro- flaws and not being afraid to. To stand up for yourself yeah. and, and to be, and be be confident about
0: yeah about all of that and yeah Keala sings the song obviously mm-hmm. and she plays Letty the beard A.K.A the bearded lady on the Greatest Showman and it's just just hearing her sing these words is so emotionally gratifying <laughs> and just <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> makes you want to sing along honest I mean I know that sounds cheesy but that's it makes there's nothing no no. wrong with being cheesy
2: I just remember hearing it and I literally was just it just it, like woke something up in you mm-hmm. like i don't I, I can't even explain the feeling but it just gave you this really like empowering feeling
0: without further ado here is our guest Kayala Settle.
1: To be. this is me cuz here i come and i'm marching on to the beat i drum i'm not scared to be seen i make no apologies this is me
0: Kayla Settle, thank you for joining us.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy to be in here because there's no rain in here. And it's right. a rainy day out it there, It is folks. a rainy
0: day. This is the one day LA gets rain. Um, so, start off, since like you were involved with The Greatest Showman from the very beginning, um, and the character of Letty, uh, aka the Bearded Lady, yes. is she's kind of the voice of the oddities. You're... you're you're, you're kind of the leader of them. How do you think your feelings have changed about the story of inclusion and representation in that movie when you were filming it to now?
1: My character, when I did research for it, I actually looked up, uh, did some research on a woman who lives in London, mm. who lives with a disease called polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm. It's, an overpro- it's an overproduction of testosterone in a woman's body. And it causes weight gain, it causes acne, um, and in some very severe cases, it causes a lot of body hair and facial hair. And I read her story and I watched YouTube clips of her speaking to the press about it a few years back. She was shaving her face from the age of six because she was getting bullied, six years of age. And at one point was suicidal. And she was looking at the bottle of pills in her hand and saying, there is no way in a split second she said there's no way that whatever, however I was created is going to kill me because that's not why I'm here. And she fought against that and Uh continues to fight against it. She's a spokeswoman now. She's a model for elite management. She's a, and when I read that, everything that I uh, felt bad about in my life and my self-esteem all of a sudden went the way of the dodo bird because Mm -hmm. I was looking up to this icon of a woman who was fighting for her life and sharing her story with others so that she too could enjoy life and and explain what that means to other people who weren't afflicted with it and she we've been in contact <laughs> we've actually okay. exchanged emails and we we message each other on Instagram and I'm so grateful for her and what she's done, not only for me, but obviously for the course of this film, because I never in a million years would have thought that as much of an impact it had made on me, that it would make that kind of an impact to the world, which it has.
2: Obviously, you, um, the bearded lady, this is your first major role in a feature film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One, can you talk about how, what it felt or what it was like to, when you landed this role? And also, two, um, the transition from stage to, to screen. How's that like? What was that like? Another good question. <laughs> uh,
1: I think I still am in transition of it. Okay. It's it's. I don't think because you, as a performer, if you do get the opportunity to do a Broadway show and also get blessed enough to be a part of a film of this caliber, of this magnitude, playing a role that... I had no idea it was gonna be as big as it's gonna be. Um, I think you always have to kind of keep that balance of you know going back and forth because they are two art forms. And uh, they're incredible in their own right uh, simply because you go from a live audience where you're standing in front of a person um, and giving it your all as opposed to going to a camera where that camera goes right past uh, the surface of who you are. And it could be someone who's like you right in front of me Mm -hmm. and you are that audience and you see right past the surface of who I am or whoever Mm -hmm. that artist is and that requires you to tap into something inside of you as an artist that you may be afraid to do because you don't want anyone to really see that side of you because it is so vulnerable Mm -hmm. Um, but I welcome it and I love it and it's taught me so much on both sides yeah. I love it. And then,
2: where, like, how did you come? How did this project come about for you? And what was it like?
1: Uh, three years you, ago, was it three years ago? Two thousand fourteen. I was contacted um, to be a part of a workshop uh, while I was living in New York City. And as a performer, when you're working and you get the chance to work, uh, whether it be on Broadway or off Broadway or whatever you're doing, there's this thing called the hustle, yeah. and it exists in every business form in every sense and for performers you are hitting that pavement non-stop and so at night uh in 2014 i was performing uh as madame chenardier in the revival of les miserables and during the day looking for more work because that's what you do mm-hmm. that is hustle, just what you yeah. do it's yeah. the hustle and i was uh given a phone call and an email received a phone call and an email from uh bernie telsey's office who was a major casting director in New York City, also here in Los Angeles as well, um, asking me if I wanted to be a part of a workshop uh, regarding the greatest show on earth. It was talking about the circus, and they said, we'd love for you to play the bearded lady. I was like, yeah, great, sure. And they said, it's gonna be a musical, so um, we're gonna set you up and give you all the information you need. And I was like, okay, great. And that was where I first met, I, that's, that's a lie, that was the second time that I met uh, Justin Paul and Benj Pasek, <laughs> um, and at the time, they were not solidified as being uh, the composer lyricist for the entire film.
2: Oh, okay. They okay. were
1: sort of doing their au- their audition as well, and also teaching us uh, music from other people who were trying to put a bit in for the film. And they needed a choir of about 10 people to play as many parts as they could, and uh I played the bearded lady and also sang in the ensemble because I needed the voices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as we got closer to the time, we realized, because we were seeing on the scripts, it had Hugh Jackman's name on it. <laughs> and we were like, this, it's not, it's funny, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's a misprint. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, we get into the room and uh, here comes Hugh Jackman, fresh off of the movie Pan uh, with okay. no hair. Oh, uh, because he had his hair shit, his, yeah, his yeah, yeah, shaved, his yeah. shaved for that mm-hmm. role, uh, looking so busted. He was in his yoga <laughs> pants. He was freezing to, but he—it's he, possible. But, he, but he no, he does, he, and he loves it. He—I mean, he walks, around, he he goes around like that. That he's just one oh, of wow. the guys, living
0: his truth, <laughs> he,
1: he, totally. And he's and he couldn't be prouder of it, and I couldn't be prouder yeah. of him for it. Yeah. You know, Amen. because he is that—he's just one of the guys. Mm. It's freezing cold in New York City, and he gets off his bike. Oh, and wow. takes He, t- he rode everywhere with his bike helmet everywhere and got into uh, the studio where we were rehearsing. And I went, well, that, I guess that's not a misprint. <laughs> that, that, that really is him. Uh-huh. And that's where it started. We just started, you know, sort of creating it. And when you do a workshop, I don't think, in fact, I know as a performer when you're in New York and you're part of the theater world, you don't think you're going to stick with it. So Mm -hmm. you just go in and you go, wow, this was an experience. I got to work with Logan or Wolverine. (laughs) And that's going in my journal, Dear Diary. You know what I mean? I collect my check and move on. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be not just that specific workshop. It became an extension of that. And so each time we did work on it, I was getting a phone call. And then Justin and Benj won the bid to do, to score the, to actually do the film, the music and lyrics for the film. And, uh, and I kept getting called and said, will you come back and read for the bearded lady? And music was changing. Scripts were changing. Um, but Hugh was still at the helm because I was realizing that it was his passion project. Mm-hmm. And Michael Gracie was there from day one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both of those two okay. were there from day one, as was Justin and Benj. And then finally, by the time the third workshop happened, which ended up being the last one, uh, before Fox Green lit it, mm-hmm. uh, they had written a new song for the oddities to re- to represent all of uh, the circus oddities within the film. Mm-hmm. and. Before it had been other songs where we all sang together and, th- and it was written by other people. So we didn't we weren't able to do that because it wasn't just an image song and they gave me the demo for This Is Me. And I freaked out because it was so incredible and made such an impact on me um, that I was crying and mm-hmm. going, this is beautiful. I can't wait to sing soprano or alto yeah, yeah. for it. And they're going babe you're singing the whole song (laughs) (laughs) and i went no i'm not but i like i said i can't wait to back you guys up for it Mm. i will be here for you support you love you get you a coffee whatever you need (laughs) and that was not the case that was not the case
0: well it's funny you mentioned this to me because i was going to go into that before i do um I saw some of the workshop videos because they posted them. Uh. Was it, <laughs> it's the ones, was it? Because like, I don't know which iteration. That it was a third. Uh, the third. Um, with the Cynthia Revo and Jeremy Jordan. That was the final. I, I have to say, <laughs> I was like, when you get, we're seeing this is me in that workshop. Because then when, when I saw those online, I was just like, oh my gosh, th- th- I'm so glad this came to light. Run
1: away, they say, no one love and it was and it took that sort of life mm-hmm. that only a Broadway performer can bring it mm-hmm. to sort of create that magic for this film within that room the room was maybe if not smaller, as big as the room that we are currently oh, in, wow. which wow. is not that big. There were a
0: lot of people in that there room. Oh, wow. People were sitting on people. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it, I mean, to be fair, it looked like black mold coming up the side oh. of the because oh everybody gosh. was. It was just everybody was trying. People were sitting on the floor in front of us. The poor little band that we had of like four people were trying to find room to you know play the drum or play the piano or the banjo or the mm. guitar or whatever was happening at the time. Then we had a choir of 10, 15 people, and then we had the actual two tables of characters that had actual you know storylines within uh the script oh that was God. there at the time
0: were there specific lyrics in in the text of this is me which just won the golden globe <laughs> by the way <laughs> congrats, congrats to that i'm still
1: crying actually i'm not even lying to you about
0: that um but were there specific lyrics that you you just were ending like they they just spoke to you and they like kind of with like a gut punch to you. Yeah, yeah, it
1: actually is in, as I try to not cry, oh, no. because that's my job, obviously, <laughs> in this industry, is to not cry. Uh, it, there's a moment in the song where the character of Letty Lutz actually steps back after leading this charge for all of these people who feel like they don't fit in, who feel like they are left out mm. where it's a moment to herself. And she sings when the sharpest words want to cut me down. Yeah. I'm going to send a flood. I'm going to drown them out. <laughs> oh. I think we're all getting a little no, emotional I right now. It's the part of the video where you grabbed the huge hand. Right. Oh it was God. very, very, very hard because it's, <laughs> that will never change. Mm-hmm. I think. And that's okay mm. because that's what it takes. Uh, to live, to embrace a struggle like that. And she says, this is brave, this is bruised, Mm -hmm. And this is who I'm meant to be. Mm. So it's very, it's de- clearly, I can't even do it right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, this is a
0: Barbara Walters moment for everyone in the
1: room. It's <laughs> to a, to but a,
2: there, it's I mean, there's like such that. strong lyrics. Like, yeah, those so lyrics,
0: those lyrics are amazing. And when yeah. you have
1: to sing them, they become almost impossible to sing because yeah. you realize within yourself, if you choose to tap in that way, um, in, in- inward, uh, you realize that that is how you feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet at the very end of that phrase, you say, this is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you go, dang it, I have to listen to this song. <laughs> and I'm the one singing it. I have to believe it as well. You know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. this Yeah. The song is so powerful and, and so um, very emotional. And it's like the lyrics and the, and the tone of it, it, it really lands quite well in what's going on today with this, the push of more inclusion and the talk of like, you know, with the Me Too initiative and the Time's Up, it's just, everything is kind of, it's kind of aligning right now. And so for you, how has it been for you to, first of all, to witness all of this stuff and then to also be a part of it because you have this song that, like I said, it fits perfectly. With, with, with what we're trying, or what Hollywood is trying to, it, like the whole counterculture. Yeah, and know, it is—it's uh, so
1: it. weird that it is the counterculture, yeah. and that the counterculture has become the culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Simply out of survival. Exactly. Because of there, we're we're in such intense times, uh, these days, and there's a lot of anger and a lot of unhappiness and a lot of people fighting and wanting to be heard and feeling like they're not being heard. And I think now that I can step out of it and witness what's going on within our society, it's, you kind of have to just take it in and know that as uncool as it may be, um, I think there was someone who wrote an article on it. It's ironic, it is uncool to be happy right now. It's really Mm. uncool, which is hysterical because it's what we need. So, I mean, obviously, because in such a bizarre way, Gratefully, the film's taken off the way that it has. Mm-hmm. And everybody needs it, and it's okay. It's cool. It's, it's all right.
0: It's okay to be happy and yeah. joyous and celebratory. I mean, misery and loves happy. Yeah.
1: But you know what? I've already been down that road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good if I don't have. I'm so proud to be a survivor of so many things that I've gone through in my own life. Mm-hmm. And so the only way I know to connect with other people, because I desperately want to and need to for my own sanity, is to share that with other people in whatever way I can, in any medium that I can.
0: So now we're just going to go into the lightning round, where we're going to ask the most hard-hitting questions. <laughs> Banana. <laughs> and you will have to answer immediately, not immediately. Money!
2: <laughs> First thing that comes to
1: you. Know, yeah, um,
0: <laughs> so there's just a, a, a set of fun little questions that we like to ask. So, is Why there am I scared
1: then? You should be. You no? should <laughs> be. Right, right. No. <laughs> Too
0: late for that. Go. Is there a musical or song that you like that isn't popular amongst the masses? kind of like a guilty pleasure, but I don't really like that term, but...
1: Yes, there was a movie that was written a long time ago uh, that was put out by Disney called Amy, Mm -hmm. and it was uh, probably in the late 70s, early 80s, and it was about a woman who was trying to learn how to speak with her son who was deaf. Teach me to hope Teach me to dare Teach me a secret
0: Secret
1: we share. long story short it became this incredible empowering movie movie she and her son were able to communicate and she was able to teach others and to communicate with their kids mm-hmm. and uh there was a song in the in the beginning of it that was like so many ways to hear those things that hide behind the heart the words cannot make clear so many words are wrong when silence says so much you feel the gentleness in words with every life you touch Oh, oh my god. My god. That was beautiful. I <laughs> oh love it. God. I used to in the shower when to I would. see seven.
2: Dino's face right now. <laughs> and, he's
0: like, and have a good night. Everyone. Bye. Oh Back to god. the rain I go. Oh. I'm like, it's all dreamy. <laughs> <You are. laughs>
2: um, okay. Well, along the lines of singing, is there a, a go to karaoke song for you? Yes. Okay. What is it? I believe in you. Oh,
1: okay. I I believe that we
0: will be. K. all is out in these streets.
1: <laughs> in love eternally. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, as far as I can see, oh. you will always be the one for me. Sing. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I, s-
2: I wish I could sing. I would have joined you.
1: Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't
2: want to get fired for <laughs> disgrace, <laughs> disgracing Deadline's name. <laughs> How how could you? it's a podcast.
1: Come (laughs) on
2: now. So if you weren't acting and singing, which you should never not be doing, (laughs) (laughs) what would you be doing as a career?
1: I want to be, I've always wanted to be a violinist. Always. I love those. I love string instruments and the noise that they make and the sound that they make and how much... Uh, emotion and how much humanity that we're afraid to actually put forth can be expressed through those instruments. And I love it.
0: Oh. Wow. Is there an actor, writer, director, producer, or creative in the industry that you think is underrepresented and deserves recognition, more recognition? That's a
1: really, 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 really good question. Mm. Obviously, there are so many um, women that are, you know, that are directors mm-hmm. and that should, you know, be more prevalent in our society, more prevalent in the Hollywood industry. Um, But I don't know. It's because it's it's such a give and take. Mm -hmm. And I think that every time you do see an incredible man like Guillermo del Toro that's Mm -hmm. up there who is taking the risks and quietly taking the chances to show what he sees in his mind and reveal the monsters that he sees that are so cleverly portrayed in his films it's just the whole idea of storytelling and how well you are at how how well you do at it Uh and And how honest you are about it—that's what it is to me. Whether you are a man or a woman, if you're coming from an honest place, that's all that matters to me. Mm. So
2: you're obviously a standout in this film, and your performance is getting a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of good attention. (laughs) What, what can we, what can we expect from you next? Like, what do you have? Girl, I got an EP
1: (laughs) dropping on Thursday. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got an EP dropping on Thursday. All right. It's called Chapter One, and it'll be available on all digital
0: platforms. Well. Uh, you have given us a lot. Keala. I know
2: we got we got a lot of is life. Is it okay? You it's gave us a lot of so life. So much life in this podcast. Like <laughs> I'm like, let's just keep her. Oh, like, like, can he you, can like, we just keep her? You know here? what, guys?
0: Look out, because here she comes. Where?
2: Here she comes. <laughs> she yeah.
0: is marching to the beat of her, her drum.
2: Amen.
0: <laughs> She's not afraid to be seen. No. She is Kayla settled. Thank, thank you. Thank you, thank you so, guys. So much. So much. Oh, oh, this is this
2: is this is definitely great. You guys rock.